Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I am your Game Master, Candace, and I am here with... I am Sarah, and I play Vim, the battle-tested and magic-know-nothing tiefling. I'm Dan, and I play uh, Cyrus Sassafras, the pilferer of porn. <laughs> I'm Nikki, and I play Jarell Goldenheel, the wide-eyed elven scholar. And I'm Adam, and I play Arden, the surprisingly stealthy half-elven urban ranger. <laughs> Last time on Little Realms. Well, after running around the house five times, we finally got inside. Yes, after a bit of ring and run, Rosie. Um, hopefully Rowan doesn't check his doors much. Everything will be fine. Mm. Speaking of fine, Arden did a really cool sword dance. It was something all right and well on point. Um, we did find that the door to Rowan's room was alarmed. <sighs> well, I came up with a brilliant plan to distract the guards. Mm. Um, the horses were involved. And I liked the horses so much, I decided to keep one and name him Theo. Yes, I suppose things went all right for the most part, though they got a little disorganized at the end. But the important thing is, we did find the missing hairpin, confirming that Rowan probably did murder Liara. Yes, yes, after Jarell futzed around for what seemed like hours, we... You mean actually accomplished the quest while you were fucking around with horses? <laughs> Whatever! We finally got out of there, and I had my chance to show everyone that I was the hero. Right. Now we just need to not get caught. Don't worry, I'll save the day. So... We'll start with Vim and Durell still in Mirne's estate. Uh, there's a sleeping guard in the doorway, and the gates have been flung open, and you can see the butt of Cyrus's stolen horse galloping down the street, and Arden is nowhere to be seen. What would you like to do? Did Cyrus just, like, trample a guard? Yes. The guard is currently not moving. <laughs> um... First blood. I mean, I'm gonna run for the gate. Vim, come on! Yeah, Vim is, like, shaking out her hand a little bit, and then she blows on her, like, busted pinky from, like, breaking them on that one door and then sees Jarrell start to, like, break for it and then starts sprinting after Jarrell, realizing, like, oh, shit, we gotta go, we gotta go, this is bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as soon as I get out the gate, I'm gonna look either way. Uh, is anyone coming? Do we see any other guards, like, running down the street or anything like that? Roll perception, please. Mm. Um, 19. 11. Jarrell, you hear about five blocks away um, a number of running footfalls. From what direction? Coming towards you. Uh, from roughly in front of you. Um, does the guy look like he's still breathing? You're not quite close enough to see. 
Uh, You'd have to like go into the street. Oh, he's way out there. Okay. He needs a medic. Sorry about him. I grabbed Zim's sleeve and dashed for the alleyway. Sir, keep moving! Go, go, go! Bim is mad dashing behind Jarrell. I think Jarrell is probably a little bit more fixated on getting out. Mm -hmm. And so the hand on the grandmama's sleeve <laughs> is a helpful reminder of, you know, oh, fuck, right. Okay, yeah, 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 let's go. Only and a reminder. Dash. There's <laughs> there's no way Jarrell can actually drag you anywhere. <laughs> so we see the odd couple like sprinting down the street and into the alley into the alley and then like dashing a few steps and then slowing down to move quietly okay uh but as we're moving bim's eyes are also she's like half feeling the tug of Darrell, but then also looking towards cyrus and the horse kind of wondering what the fuck is going on over there so going on over there it's a good question. Cyrus, <laughs> on your stolen horse named Theo, are barreling down this street. You get... <laughs> I still think it's hilarious that we named the horse Theo. <laughs> We're rolling with it. Cyrus and the horse get like another building length down the street. When... Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check please Cyrus sure can I roll with disadvantage because I just fucking yes. ran over a guy Cyrus is both excited heart pounding but also continually looking backwards like did I fucking kill him oh shit <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't need to roll twice I rolled a one on my first one <laughs> okay so Cyrus is not super aware of what's happening until the horse comes to a very very abrupt stop Please roll Theo. a dexterity check. Dexterity or animal handling? Uh, dexterity save, because you are, the horse has stopped and you're trying to keep yourself from being thrown over its head. Um, so I, my legs are still wrapped tightly around Theo, even though my head is craned backwards and mm -hmm. I get kind of like a whiplash. And I'm just, Whoa! I rolled a 15. So you manage to stay on Theo. Your torso crashes into the back of Theo's neck Oof. as he stops and comes back up and then prances in place. And you see that the thing that has stopped the motion is a guard in actual plate armor carrying a large two-handed sword. More blades itching to lick some bone. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I gotta, I gotta go. And I, I, Theo, and I just start slapping the horse's ass multiple times. Come on, Theo. And I try to turn him around. Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, uh, make an animal handling check, please. I'm not gonna talk at this tree running. It's gonna yeah. screw us more than anything else. Who would mistake that for anyone but Cyrus? <laughs> Yeah, that was a bad uh, incognito name for the horse. I rolled a 14. 14. So you are able to turn the horse around and get Theo going in the opposite direction. Where are you headed now? <laughs> I'm purposely not going to run over this corpse. That's what I'm 
I gotta say that before it happens. So I <laughs> am going. I'm going backwards towards Mirne's estate. Yes. I am kind of like a jockey. I am just like whole bodies real low on the horse to try to get more aerodynamic and speed. And the, as soon as I get clear, I want to turn a corner and I want to go towards the gate of Mirne's estate again. Okay, so you want to careen past there. Uh, Arden, from your hiding spot in the alley, roll a perception check, please. It's not going to be hard. Okay. My perception is pretty decent, and I rolled a 21. Okay. Arden, you would have been able to make it to the dumpster with the perception check as you're sneaking your way to the dumpster and changing and such you're able to keep track of the running footfalls and kind of and intermittent like you know spread out take that street make sure you fan out you're hearing that getting closer and closer but you're able to keep track of kind of where they are and get changed and start making your way out. In that case, yes, I'm going to use invisibility. Um, I'm going to mostly stick to the alleys. I'm not going to run down any streets while there are guards running down. Don't want to accidentally bumble into one. But unfortunately, yes, Arden is is abandoning uh, the others to find their own way out of this while he goes back to the party. Um, roll uh, I'm trying to think of Well, I, I made the roll, and it yeah. doesn't matter what it is, because I got an at 20. Okay. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> um, it was going to be a roll of some sort to determine how effective you are at dodging around the guards as you go. I'm acrobatic. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, also invisible. So Arden is concentrating on that. Vim and Jarrell, you've just ducked into an alleyway, and Jarrell can now hear the guards' footfalls getting closer. Don't stop! Keep running! And I don't think Jarrell or Vim have any idea where Arden is. No, I'm going to, like, get back to the dumpster as quickly but quietly as possible, keeping an eye around corners and just, like, extremely paranoid. Mm -hmm. looks like they would jump out of their skin at the drop of a hat right now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, like, white-knuckling them sleep. Once they duck into that quiet alley, Vim's eyes are still on the commotion watching for that horse and Cyrus and she seems loath to move out of sight of them until it seems like that situation is kind of under control. Are you like actually like hesitating and looking back or? Oh yeah, so we see Vim like plastered up against a wall, I guess Darrell probably like tugging at Vim's sleeve and uh, Vim is just kind of like watching this horse as it barrels down the road. I cast message. Vim, maybe we should change disguises, grab our stuff, do something with whatever's left in the dumpster and come back for him. Um, are, are you, are you sure? I kind of, I don't know. Should we run after Cyrus now? He's I, on a I, horse. We can't catch up. We'd be better off trying to intercept him. 
And no, I'm not sure of anything right now. <laughs> Except that we need to get these things to land in. Okay, let's let let's let's do that. But we we gotta make sure Cyrus and Arden are fine. I mean, of course, of course we will. I'm pretty sure Arden is fine, but goddamn it, Cyrus. Yeah, we'll do our best. Well, no man left behind, right? Jarrell quickly recasts this, like renews disguise self. Um, and they shrink down and appear to be kind of a grubby eight-year-old human child. <laughs> Looking way up at Vim. <laughs> oh, um, hey, I like that. And Vim will tap on her magic hat. Or rather, I don't think she has it on right now. Uh, Vim will, in normal style, take it out of her fantasy bra and... <laughs> roll the knit cap down over her head really quick and turn into a uh, grubby alleyway child. <laughs> Joel gives you like a very strained, like strained smile, like they are kind of cracking at the seams, but trying very hard to be lighthearted right now. Like not as dashing perhaps, but nobody ever expects a child. Uh, at that particular moment, uh, coming around the street, crossing the alley, uh, is the guard that you heard earlier. And as he's passing the alley, he looks and squints. What do you do? Oh, Vim lies. That's what Vim does. <laughs> Jarrell scrunches, <laughs> like, like a nervous child. <laughs> what are you kids doing here? Vim immediately says to the guard without skipping a fucking beat, that, that, um, there was this man and he was, and he was really scary and we just tried, we just, we just, we went and we went over here to try and get away from him, please, I'm sorry, and then just like starts tearing up in the corner of her eyes and just says I'm sorry a bunch of times. <laughs> The guard takes a few steps down the uh, alleyway, um, puts the sword back in his sheath. Uh, roll, roll deception real quick, oh, yeah. Bim. I do roll this at advantage, <laughs> and I do get a twenty. <laughs> he did not come close. <laughs> no one expects kids. <laughs> no one expects grubby kids. <laughs> Or no one suspects grubby kids, maybe there's more. <laughs> Rowdy teens on the other <laughs> So he takes off his uh, helmet, puts it under an arm, and then kneels down comfortingly in front of you. Says, all right, all right. Uh, can you tell me what did the bad man do and which way did he go? And and then like rubs at the corner of her eyes where her little like tears are coming from, and of course it's all an illusion spell. And of course she's also very aware that if this man touches her, he will notice that she is a very big woman and not a small child. <laughs> so so as he like ducks down near her, she's like shrinking away, pretending she's like scared of this guard. Um, <laughs> The, the bad man, he just like, he had a big sack and he was, I don't know, I think he might have robbed something, I don't know, but he was scary and he was so tall and I think he was wearing blue. <laughs> <laughs> 
and Fred and Huey that way, and then just like points in a direction. <laughs> <laughs> the guard follows the direction of the point, frowns a little bit, but by the time he looks back at you, it's back to the like as comforting an expression as a guard on duty can have. Aww. And it's oh, it, all right, all right, all right, just calm down a little bit. You, you and your friend are okay, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we can we can sort this out. Um, give me just a moment. And he uh, pulls the signal horn that uh, he's wearing on his hip, and blows two short blasts. Which a moment later are answered by single short horn toots. Daryl is darting a very nervous look over at him. <laughs> and then he says, All right, it's very dangerous out here right now. Uh, do you do you have a place to go and get out of here? Yes. Okay. Uh, why don't I... Uh, other guards are coming and they'll take care of it. Why don't I uh, walk you guys to where you need to go? What are your names? I'm Lissy. Missy? Blissy. Plissy? Blissy? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Dolly. And I'm Dolly. Nolly. <laughs> well, Blissy and Nolly, my name is Arnold, and I will get you back to your parents' caretaker? Yeah. Really? Okay, to what direction do you need to go? Then points in another random direction. <laughs> <laughs> he stands up and then holds out one hand to each of you. Daryl kind of draws back and is like, we weren't supposed to go out. Mama will be mad. We could just go ourselves. With what's going on and what's been going on, and especially with... Uh, uh... And then it, he pauses and you both realize he's trying to figure out how to say murder to small children. Is it the... the, the the things that have been happening, um, I would be much more comfortable if uh, I can at least walk you back to where you need to go. I'm sure your mom will understand. Fake Vim, as a child, wipes her eyes again and looks up at him and also does away from the hand and gets, you know, closer to uh, her quote-unquote sibling, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and, and says... You can, um, you can take us closer to home, but, um, yeah, mom will get mad, so you can take us close, but not all the way. He, he kind of, he pulls back his hands, kind of stands up, hands on hips and sighs heavily. All, all, all right, as long as not more than a block away and I can watch you walk in the door. Does that seem fair? Vim nods slowly. <laughs> he says, All right, Blissy and Nala. <laughs> I just got the names wrong five ways. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> they gave away their siblings' names again, of course, <laughs> as they do. <laughs> uh, Arnold the guard says, All right, uh, lead, lead the way, and we'll keep an eye out. Where do you start leading him? <laughs> Terrell is just kind of going, oh no, what was I thinking? 
We're still in like the bougie part of town, right? Yeah, you're still in the bougie part of town. Finn starts walking towards the Rorid estate. Vim's first thought is, I'm gonna take him to the fucking Rorid estate, and maybe this draws heat on Indigo, and then maybe Jarell has other plans. Oh, no, once Jarell realizes that Vim is, like, going in a direction, they're gonna follow. All right. Cyrus, you're heading down this road. Full gallop, canter, what are you doing? Oh, full gallop. This is like adrenaline pumping right now. I might have killed a guy. I just ran away from a man in plate armor and a sword. <laughs> this is scary shit. Uh, go ahead and roll another perception at disadvantage. You got it. Just to kind of see how alert you are as you're riding. Okay, so <clears throat> in addition to all the racing thoughts and the racing horse hoofs beneath my feet, I'm also wondering in the back of my head, Wait, what is? What are we doing? What? Am I, why? I, what, did the others get away? Fuck, Cyrus, you're running away again. God damn it! I rolled a seven. <laughs> okay, and that's when you hear, "He's here!" Hey, you on the horse? Stop! And you look up, and there are two guards two. in the street in front of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I wanted to gain the courage to fight one, not two. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Oh, piss. All right. Uh... You're coming up on them real fast. Both of them are waving their arms in the air, seemingly to get the horse to stop. Slow down. And the horse is, in fact, slowing down. What would you like to do? With my seven, did I see any weapons on these, these guards? Are they full plate mail like the last jabroni, or what do we got here? No, they are your basic guard. Just basic bitch guard. They're armed the same way the ones that were guarding uh, Myrnaid's estate were. Leather, armor, and a spear. Do we? Are we armed right now? Do we have any weapon? Do you? That's a good, no, we went to the fucking party. I don't got shit. Oh, piss. Um, Alright, well, I'm not going to fight him if I don't even have a quarter step. That seems like hot nonsense. Mm, I'm stalling right now with this. I'm I'm just a rambunctious teen. I'm I'm out having fun on festival night. <laughs> do you want to roll this? Episode? Sure, why not? I do have the voice of an old man, <laughs> and he's also literally on your name's bars. Yes. Go ahead and roll a disadvantage. <laughs> Listen, I I'm just a whippersnapper. I drank drunk with my friends. It seemed like a good idea, but. Um, I, I recognize I should go home now and talk to my mom and daddy. I'm sorry. I got it. I still got a 15. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Are you going to go ahead and stop the horse as you're saying this or try to keep it going? No, no, no. I'm not going anywhere near them, but I'm like trying to gate the horse backwards. Okay. You are successful in making the horse walk backwards. One of them says, pardon me if we don't believe you, sir, that you are a young whippersnapper. We... <laughs> it is not meant as offense, but... Oh, All right, can I make a quick perception check to see if there are any um, terraces or anything that I could perceivably jump to if I did something reckless like stand on my horse and jump? Yes. I got a, a percent. Well, I got plus what seven. you're missing out I on a, is me turning and staring open mouthed at Dan. I got a like, dirty oh 20 as Cyrus is still getting backwards, but his eyes aloft looking for an escape route. 
you find one of those uh, a porch that's on top of the first floor. Oh, what's it called? Is it called a balcony? <gasps> that sounds like a good word. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big balcony. There we go. And it would be a long shot jump, but you could definitely try it. It's about 10 feet diagonal up from you if you were to stand on the horse's back. All right, check this shit out. I'm going to Aladdin this or attempt it. Okay. So. <clears throat> okay. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm truly am just a young, young, rambunctious teen out on a whim. Would, a, would an old man do this? And- Sir, we got a distress call from this area. We have to find out what's going on. So if you could please just get off of the horse and answer a few questions for us. Then you'll check this move out first. And I stand up on the back of my horse. Okay. Get down! And I, um, as I'm, I'm uh, wakeboarding this horse, I'm going to hold my arms out kind of like a tightrope walker. And I am going to touch my... God, I gotta touch something to do this spell. How can I fucking not lose my balance? Alright. <clears throat> watch, watch and learn. And I just crouch down real low and I put my arms behind my head and I cast the jump spell. <laughs> and then I, I jettison off this pony towards the balcony. It triples my jump speed, so I can jump 30 feet. Okay. Athletics is not great. Maybe I have never done this spell before, and I jumped over the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe like I'm almost like jettisoning myself to the roof, and I'm like grasping at shingles because I rolled a five. <laughs> now, if you really want rambunctious teenager i just need to insert this you if you need to touch something you would have grabbed your crotch oh dear <laughs> and did the job oh <laughs> so there's this you know the movie style scene where cyrus leaps from the horse dramatically and the camera pan back and he's sailing to the balcony and he keeps going. The camera pans back. He's sailing to the roof. And then he keeps going. And then the camera angle goes down. And you see in front of him is a big French window on the third story of some person's house. And he is heading directly to it face first. And then there's a, like, smash cut to Arden pleasantly walking down the street. (laughs) But you can't actually see him because he's invisible. So really, there's just nothing on the screen. He's, like, humming pleasantly to himself. (laughs) Arden, who is hearing these horn blows, uh, do you wish to continue the path that you are on, Arden? Arden thinks about it for a moment, says, huh... I can imagine who it is that's in trouble here. I will be fine. Cyrus goes crashing through a window. Please roll a dexterity saving throw. Those are crazy. I got a one. Shit. Oh no. Cyrus! You take 
four damage as you go through the window, face plant into the carpet and skid like cheek first into it, and you're gonna have like a great rug burn tomorrow. And then half a beat later, you hear two horn blows. What's the room that I'm in? Uh, you look up from the floor, and like the first thing you see is this big old taxidermied buffalo type critter mounted on the wall. Uh, and then you look over, and there's a ye old pool table, a couch, and then a squat cabinet made of dark fancy wood over in the corner. It looks like a game room. This is a nice room. Um, first things first, I'm going to walk over to the pool table and uh, grab a, a cue stick and say, well, it's not my quarter staff, but this will do. And I'll sw- swing it around a bit. And then I will, I mean, I'm just going to walk right back to the balcony, try not to cut myself through the broken glass. <laughs> and I want to peek and see if, if the guards, have they rushed in the house or are they just looking at me? You went over the house that you were aiming for entirely, and so you're in the house next to it. Oh, okay. I got time to get the fuck out of here then, hopefully. You can see looking down to the street that they have split and are circling to get to either entrance of the house that you're actually in. Oh, butterscotch. On the street with Vim and Jarrell. Arnold, the guard that you're with, hears the horns, perks up a little bit and says, Oh, I think some of my companions have tracked down the bad man and we'll have him soon. Uh, where, where are we going? We seem to be staying in kind of the same area. I kind of figured you lived... And he, like, points the opposite direction towards the poor side of town. And we see Bim, like, once again, like, wiping her fake tears away as she just makes Belle make it look like she's heaving and crying. Jarrell turns to Bim. Did you get us lost again? Maybe, and also that was very classist of you. (laughs) The guard, like, puts his hand to his forehead and then wipes it across his face. (laughs) Look, I'm sorry little, uh, human. Drell frowns up at him. <laughs> Why are you so bad at this? Kind of look on their face. That was bad of me. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to help. Um, do you do you... He's like, a hand is on the side of his face as he's trying to dig himself out of this hole. Do, do you know any of the buildings that are around your, your parents' place? There's houses and there's other houses our house. Are, are they are they big houses? Are they small houses? Can you describe the houses? They're, they're people-sized houses. Um, the guard straight up pinches the bridge of his nose at this point. We're, we're, we're getting closer. No, we're going the wrong way. <laughs> and then just keeps pointing in nondescript directions. Jarrell points in the opposite direction. <laughs> okay, uh, let's, how, how about let's follow your sibling for a little bit and see if that gets us closer and if you start recognizing places, 
Uh, and then we'll go from there, alright? <laughs> okay. And now which way are you pointed? Jarrell strikes vaguely back in the direction that we were coming from. <laughs> that way, but north of that. <laughs> okay. Um, um, and as they go, they're going to cast message to them. I think that while this little Neighborhood Watch Junior Edition thing is quite fun, um, I, I, think, I think Cyrus might be in a bit of trouble. Or Arden, who knows. Um, do you think... Do you think we should do something about this fellow, or try to lose him, or...? Honestly, I was I was planning on pinning anything that was happening on the dancing mannequin or on or anything, but if you have it, it sounds like you have more specific designs. Let's go with that, and if, if that turns us around and gets us closer to the other suitors, that that sounds better than this. I was just kind of walking and pointing and crying. <laughs> okay. Well, um. Do you think you can cause a distraction ahead of us or something? I might try to put him to sleep like that last fellow. Oh, oh, for sure. Okay, right now? Okay, right yes. now. Go, 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 go. Then darts forward about 30 feet or so, and then she's looking like into the next available street. Mm-hmm. And she starts pointing, and then she looks back to the guard, and then she looks back to the street, and she goes, Oh, um, oh, it's there. Oh, it's the ba- Oh, it's... It's the Batman! The Batman! Arnold immediately draws his greatsword again, dashes up to the alley, stands bodily in front of you, and then peers down into it. Where's the Batman that you see? Jarrell. Yeah, I'm gonna cast sleep. So, I'm gonna cast this at second level again. Okay. Come on, give me good numbers, I need them. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. 30. 30. So, Vim is watching the guard intensely. You count a beat. The guard is still looking down the alley, and then he looks down to you. I think you may have just seen a shadow. gonna approach the guard tentatively and I'm gonna cast suggestion. Okay. And I'm that actually would have been a way better spell to cast in the first place. Um, <laughs> Mr. Arnie, I <laughs> I think it's maybe better if me and my sister just go home by ourselves. Um maybe you should go friends. Suggestion. I think he makes a wisdom saving throw. My DC is 14. The guard looks up, looks directly at you, Jarrell, and says, Yeah, yeah, I, you, you kids do seem to have a good handle on things. Um, I guess I should go help my friends. And uh, he turns and walks off. Jarrell just kind of like... Uh... Ah. <laughs> like it was kind of loose like why didn't I think of that in the first place <laughs> and so now you're alone in this street what should we do should we run back it sounds like Cyrus must be in trouble but we have to get these things to land in too oh no Jarrell's kind of like devolving into a bit of a panic freak out <laughs> well that is happening Cyrus and his pool cue hey what's up 
is in the third floor of this house. You have no idea whose it is. You have guards coming around the block, and you kind of have a hunch they're going to be knocking on the door pretty soon. The building. They're inside. Question for you, DM. How soon is pretty soon? Does Cyrus think he has enough time to run three stairs of flight and like leave this house before the guards get to the door? Or am I thinking they're going to get to the door faster than me? Um, I think Cyrus would think it would be a race. This next one's going to be kind of weird. Um, <laughs> is there anything in this room that would be dirt or dirt adjacent? Is there like, is this guy a real dirty boy? Am I seeing, potted plant? Am I seeing a potted plant anywhere? Anything where I could see some dirt? There's a potted plant. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Cyrus, with his pool cube in his hand, looks at it for a moment and... He throws it on the ground. He's like, I don't need this. <laughs> That's what I need. And I, I go scoop up some of that dirt. And I just start smacking my thighs with it, just like I had smacked Vim's. I'm like, come on, work, damn it, move. And I cast Long Strider on myself. Okay. And I am running downstairs. Okay. Roll athletics with advantage. So with advantage, I got a 21. So what happens is Cyrus runs out this door, almost tumble down the stairs. Whoa, 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 whoa. You pound down one flight of stairs. You skid to a halt on the second floor landing, where you glance down the hallway and you see uh, two people in their nightgowns. <laughs> kind of like... Whoa, whoa. What? Don't mind me, just a rambunctious teen. And then you head down the stairs and Cyrus flies out the door just before one of the guards opens it. It's one of those moments where like the guard goes to like open the door, but it's not there because you got there first and you go blowing past him. One guard, you hear him sputter as the wind whistles in your ears, but you hear the other one immediately turn and try to keep up with you. But you are faster with Longstrider, and you hear two blasts on that horn. I am Naruto running this whole time in the foot race, too, by the way. He's getting real excited now. He's like, oh, man, I think this plan's going along great. Things are working out. <laughs> the opposite of what Jarell would be thinking right now. Um, let's go back to the party. But maybe backtrack if I can. Like, if I find another street that goes the way I came. So, like, I want the guards to keep going one direction and maybe I'm going the other, if that makes sense. Yeah. Roll a survival check, because you're essentially trying to lose your trackers. I got a 13. Do I encounter the plate mail guy? <laughs> 13. <laughs> so uh, the camera cuts over to Arden, who is still having a fantastic stroll. The sounds of Market Square are in your periphery. So as you are making your way, you see Rowan and a couple more guards rushing towards the sound of the horns. They are booking it. 
I was kind of hoping to make it back to the dance before they were booking it, but I'm not surprised. I'm going to mm -hmm. keep going back to the end, change quickly back into my masquerade attire and see what's going on at the dance. Okay. Cyrus, the guard, is hot on your heels. When you take a turn to switch back, you kind of hear them stop, wait, listen, and then their footfalls go in a direction to try to cut you off. But you are one step ahead. And after about 10 minutes of like start, stop, stalking like this, you are finally able to make it to the periphery of Market Square where, you know, the people at a party that kind of just stand around and talk on the edges, you're at that area. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this is perfect. I am going to run right on the periphery with those um, those outcasts, those social losers. I'm going to like kind of get real close to them and um, join their conversation. <laughs> and I, but I'm going to say, hey guys, you want to see a neat trick? And then I, uh, <laughs> I grab my hands and I clap them really, really loud right in front of them. One of them is like, hey man. And then the other two are like squinting at you real hard watching your hands. Absolutely nothing happens. <laughs> and then I say, oh shit, oh shit, I forgot to, I forgot to use the, the druidic spell. Hold on, let me do that again. Uh, and I, I start muttering druidic and I do it again. A doobop, a dee, boogie, boogie, snuggie. But this time, a fog of cloud erupts exactly where um, the center mass of the most people are. Okay. Do you essentially want to put this fog cloud, like, in the middle of the party? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Excellent. And then I'm running towards it with my doing the uh, that wicked sign that the young kids do with their hands. And I'm like, cowbunga dudes. <laughs> so you run into the middle of the party. This fog cloud spreads up from the ground, coming up from these people's feet and settling around them and for half a second everyone is kind of confused huh? and then cyrus hears someone go wicked effects man and the entire crowd just kind of rolls with it and continues their dance uh punctuated with a uh, dancing light spells isn't Cyrus still in his outfit that Yes. He... Yes. Oh my god. Is that of your heist costume? Uh, well, a lot of things happened between then and now. I do not recall. You know, I did think briefly about stealing clothes when I jettisoned in that room, but a pool cube was staring at me, so. Do you still the same mask on? Yes. Oh shit. It's foggy though, so I could strip butt naked. And no one would see. God. Um, yes. That sounds less that. like a hypothetical oh, than I wish it was. Oh my god, I can't wait till my next turn. Alright, I got a great plan. So, Arden yes. emerges from Journey's End. Composure completely put back together from the heist. You take a few steps, you hear 
the sounds of the party going on and someone yelling about the fog is great and Arden's heart just kind of sinks a little bit because Arden has a hunch <laughs> yeah Arden's heart does sink a little bit but you know at the end of the day a pragmatist and an optimist so he will go back to the dancing and raving no more hand kissing it's it's time to let loose he loosens the buttons on his vest half unties his bow tie mussies up his hair a little bit and strides back into the partying to have a good old party because now he doesn't have anywhere he needs to be <laughs> you find a couple of the ladies whose hands you kissed earlier. They make eye contact with you and go, Hey, come join us! <laughs> oh, he uh, looks for the nearest drink. It doesn't matter if somebody already has it. Um, Arden's letting his hair down. He will smoothly grab it from their hands, take a swig, and venture over to... The Arden place. plucks a drink out of a nearby drunk person's hand. Hey, that's mine. Pounds it back. The person who you took it from just kind of stares at your back, dumbfounded. Hey, that was nice. Arden Mosher for hire. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited. Jarrell and Vim, we left you at an alleyway, having finally convinced the guard to run off. Jarrell's having a bit of a meltdown, as they do. They're kind of like gesturing to themselves, um, and they've switched to talking in Elvish. Like, we have to, okay, we have to go back. We have to get back and get the things to Landon as quickly as possible. Yes, Vim, are, are, you, are you coming? Yes, Jarrell. And realizing the effect that speaking in Elvish had, like that calming effect, Vim now like switches into speaking in Elvish and goes, Yes, everything's fine. I don't know what you did to that guard. You didn't put them to sleep, which is what I thought you were going to do. Well, I, I tried and it didn't take. And then I, I just sort of, um, well, you remember the first time we, we ran into Renan and Yotan? Yes. Same thing. It's sort of a, just a little nudge. It's really not the nicest thing to do. They're like power walking back in the direction from whence they came now. <laughs> Like, maybe a parallel street, just in case they don't want to overtake the guard, but... Hey, mm -hmm. it, um, it worked, so I'm not gonna knock it. As long as you never try to do that little suggestion on me. Jarell looks a little horrified at this comment, like... Um, no, no, of course not. It's... I mean, we study these sorts of things, but it's really... You really shouldn't, you know, mess with people's minds like this. It's not really the... The most ethical thing to do. Right. I, uh, though, I mean, it, it might not be the most ethical, but I respect it in this moment. And hey, it, it worked. We, uh, don't have to pretend to be these grubby children anymore. Also, uh, props to that. That, um, that worked super well. And then we'll, like, tap her hat again. She'll, like, drop the guys of the grubby teen. Jarrell's hanging on to their disguise for a minute. <laughs> They're very anxious. 
How, how close are we to where the dumpster and stuff is? It's about, you know, five, six minutes if you hurry back to the dumpster. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. Get our stuff. Take a scoop on what's happening over there. See if Cyrus is still around on his horse. Uh, you cannot uh, roll perception. Seven. Okay. Bim is focused on Jarrell and actually isn't paying too much attention to the alleyway. Okay. You are both more concentrated on other things. You're losing track of the horn blasts. Um, as you make it back to the dumpster, you find the dumpster, get into it. And you've got like your bundles of clothing. Are you changing in the alley? I mean, yeah, I'll go ahead and change. I, I still got the illusion on, but I think I'll, I won't like fully change. I'll just put on my dance outfit over what I'm already wearing. <laughs> okay. Is this like a dumpster with a lid? Uh, yeah. Jarrell kind of skims through it. Is Cyrus's stuff still in there? It is. Jarrell grabs that. Okay. Anything else in here you want to keep? Not really. And Vim is talking as she changes out of the grandma outfit <laughs> and back into her bird lady regalia. And she just kind of dumps the grandma stuff in the dumpster. Grandma. Okay. Looks to Jarrell. Casts prestidigitation and sets the contents of the dumpster on fire and then closes the lid. <laughs> you can do that with prestidigitation? It says you can light a campfire, so I'm gonna like light it and hope that it takes. Alright. You assume that it does. As the two are changing in the alleyway, it continues to speak in Elvish, and once again, she has like distinct accent uh, and says now we're just gonna stroll into that dance we're gonna pretend we uh, we own the place just as much as we did the first time we walked in right like there's <laughs> nothing weird we didn't go off and do anything you know kind of illegal um, it's just it's we're just making a second entrance Hey, Val, did you hear something over there? <laughs> no? Did you? Yeah, I think I did. I'm gonna go investigate this alley. Okay. I'll yeah. be over here at the other end waiting for you. Drell is gonna start walking as fast as possible on the alley. <laughs> Vim picks up the silver tray she had stolen from the gala. And that was like leaned up against the wall or in the dumpster, and she's just kind of like holding on to that. <laughs> There's like, is there a corner nearby? I want to like turn a corner so we're out of sight as quickly as possible, like away from the, where the voices are. Um, roll perception to see if you can kind of pinpoint where the voices are coming from. Ooh, nat 20. Okay. You heard each of the voices from either east-west entrance of this alley. Mm. I want to head north and try to track between those buildings. Like, not even in the alley, but like between the buildings themselves, I think. Okay. Unless Vim has something else that she wants to do. Vim will follow. Vim kind of hears the voices off in the distance and has... She, she has an idea about how she might deal with this, but it hasn't come up yet, so she's not really worrying about it yet. <laughs> okay. 
So go ahead and roll a stealth as you duck between those two buildings. Um, the buildings are particularly close together. 15? Uh, 13. I'm switching die. <laughs> So the guard, they look around, walk a little bit closer to the buildings, squint between all of them, and then continue walking down the alley. A few moments later, you hear, Val, the dumpster's on fire. Yeah, I know the dumpster's on fire. No wonder I heard something. Who? What? How? And you hear a single horn blast. And Jarrell speeds up and is almost like nervous laughing into their hand and cast message to say to Bim, It's a dumpster fire, just like everything else. Hey, I think this has actually gone pretty well as far as I'm concerned. Um, well, that's a perspective that you have, certainly. All right, well, okay, yes, we need to get back to the party. We need to get these to land in as, as quickly as possible. Do you have the cipher, Vim? Oh, um, the what? Oh, right, the, the code <laughs> or whatever. Um, I, it's, it's at home. I think I'm, it's at home. Okay, well, what do you think? Do you think we should decipher it ourselves and get it to him as quickly as possible or, or hand both the cipher and the book over? Oh, I mean, I trust Landon, but... I don't know what it says before I hand it over to him. Maybe we tell him we have some pending news and figure it out ourselves. I, I'm most concerned that with with Mirne, you know, we have we have the evidence we need. We can we can sort of work that out in, in time. We just really need to get that all sorted out before he comes and sorts out us. Um, but with Rowan, if he moves that pin. Which is in there, and I, I have the combination for the lock, but we need Landon to go check it out as quickly as possible. Do you think he'll just go look on our word? Although, there must be some sort of investigation around around this break-in, right? Maybe, oh, maybe he can use that as an excuse, or... I think Landon trusts us enough to go and do what we say on our word. He kind of created a distraction for us tonight so we could do this. It's true. Oh, dear. <laughs> I still can't believe Cyrus did this, but is it terrible for me to say? I'm so glad that horse pooped in his house. <laughs> <laughs> Jarrell and Vim enter upon the site that is Market Square. Inch, 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 inch. Jarrell is fucking delighted. They're like, ooh, this is much more interesting than I really expected out here. <laughs> The cloud of fog lasts a little while, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think it lasts up to an hour. Okay, so Arden and Cyrus, what site do Vim and Jarrell happen upon? Arden is being more uh, more sociable than really you have ever seen him. He's smiling with the help of probably more than a couple of drinks mm-hmm. at the point they're returning. <laughs> he has dropped the ever so stoic mask that he normally puts on. And instead, he's acting in a way that, you know, if he wakes up the next morning, you know, not really knowing that much of what happened past this point in the night, and there's somebody other than him in his bed, he'll be neither. <laughs> surprised nor dismayed by that fact. Vim and Jarrell, you see Arden slowly collecting a large crowd of dancers. Damn, Arden's the popular kid. Can Arden break dance? Arden has gone from being 
I hate the outside to I know how they party in the Feywild. <laughs> and you people outside have nothing on that. So let me show you how it's done. Well, I want to show you guys something, and I apologize in advance for what's going to happen. Is he going to streak? <laughs> Go for it. So I'm doing the jitterbug, and all these cool, cool teens are, like, kind of getting close to me, but then when they realize who they're dancing to, they give me a wide berth. And I imagine at one point, like, my mask kind of, like, slips down while I'm shaking my booty, and I mm-hmm. have that oh-shit realization that I haven't changed my... <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, shit, shit, Super shit. Super um, so I, you're smeared with dirt. I yeah, I don't care about the dirt. It's the, the outfit <laughs> that's going to get me screwed. I uh, a lot of people have seen that, including some guards I trampled. I throw that mask on the ground in disgust, like ah, and I think briefly what to do, what to do, and I remember my time at Bogberg, the old Yuletide festivals, and I have a great idea. So I I jump up on the dais or whatever, a, a fountain, anything where all these people can see me. There is the fountain in the middle of Market Square that you can definitely climb up on. Okay. And I uh, cone my hands and I scream real loud. My fellow party goers, are you having a good time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope you all like that fog cloud I brought. Yeah, you fuck. Little shout out at yeah as well. Yeah. (laughs) I'm having a good time too, but in a few minutes, the law wants to stop our party. Boo. Jarrell shoots an unnerved look at Vim. (laughs) You hear the crowd go, yeah, boo. Then stand with me, my fellow citizens. We will not stop partying. And as I'm saying this, I'm slowly undressing. And I'm just oh, like God. throwing my shirt on the ground. <laughs> Say no to the law. Say yes to being raw. And my pants just fall down. Less Marines, more peens. Oh, dear. Does anybody fall suit? Drell has one hand clamped over their mouth. And they both look horrified. And like they're trying very hard not to laugh. Quite that drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roll, um, persuasion. Yeah. Vim has by this point found a new tray and is just eating those and watching. Uh, Jarrell's gonna take advantage of the chaos to try to find Landon. Okay, I got a <laughs> eighteen. <laughs> Yeah, you get a good portion of the crowd to follow suit. Oh, thank God! Now I'm not. Now I'm not the only person naked, and I'm. I lost my my condemning outfit. All right, this this plan is working perfectly. And the crowd seems more than happy to raise the collective volume. They are starting to shout their own music along with the beat. Hell yeah. And I I do the jitterbug again, and I just start dancing. Cyrus stands at the very top of the fountain, puts his hands out to either side of him, and just falls back into the crowd. And he is uplifted by hands on his back and legs, avoiding the bum. Oh, body surfing. This is great. <laughs> Jarrell 
watching all of this hand clamped over their mouth. They're kind of digging this party now. It's like, okay, this started kind of provincial, very sweet, but provincial. But like, maybe this town isn't as lame as they thought it might be. Jarrell is scanning the crowd for Landon, and you find him and lock eyes with him. And then just behind Landon, you see Myrne double fisting <laughs> alcohol. Oh my gosh. Landon looks miserably sober, and he starts walking towards you, weaving through the crowd. Yeah, I'm gonna meet him in the middle. <laughs> but like, kind of like, kind of dancing enough to sort of fit in, but like trying to kind of get there quickly. <laughs> Landon is not trying at all. The crowd is just sort of parting around him, and he gets up to sighs deeply. <sighs> Sergeant, you look like you're having a long night. <laughs> I, yes, I do hope that the inattentiveness of Merne has provided the distraction requested. Jarrell sort of half nods at him and smiles and then turns sort of toward the crowd like they're watching the dancing happening, um, mm -hmm. kind of foot tapping. They kind of want to go dance right now, but they have more important <laughs> things to do. Um, and they cast message because uh, they don't want any of this overheard. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry you're not enjoying this. <laughs> and I apologize doubly for the long day you'll undoubtedly have tomorrow. Um, we have some things we need to process, but there's one thing that needs to be managed quite quickly. Um, you'll find there's been a bit of a break-in um, over at uh, Mirne's place, um, and if you have a chance to check it out as soon as possible, you're going to want to take a look in the dresser in Rowan's room. Ah, so that would be what he rushed off to uh, investigate and left me babysitting that one. Well, no one's getting violent yet. Seems quite a tame party, really. Just a bit of excitement. It's not for lack of trying on his part, believe me. Well, hopefully we won't have to deal with it too much longer if things go well. Mm -hmm. You'll need the combination. It's middle top, middle bottom. Can you remember that? And I sort of dart a glance <laughs> over at him. Middle top, middle bottom. Yes, I don't know what that means, but I assume it'll make sense when I'm there. All right, I will, uh... He looks over his shoulder at Mirnae, who is still double fisting drinks. Landon looks over his shoulder at Chakota next, who is actually on the periphery of that circle. And they exchange a look, and Chakota stands up a little bit straighter because he knows what his duty is now. <laughs> Jarrell waves at him a little, like, smiles. <laughs> Chakota, like, smiles and waves back, and then, like, looks imploringly at you and then down at Myrne, drinking. Uh, Landon responds to the message. I will investigate, um, and we'll meet up with you tomorrow sometime, assuming that the break-in cannot be tracked back to you. <laughs> Jarrell kind of nervously laughs. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. I will do my best. Well, best of luck. <laughs> Spirit speed to you. And he hurries off. 
Jarrell's like, I'm done for tonight, and they rip out their hairpins, and they are joining this party. <laughs> okay. What is Vim up to? How many snacks have you eaten? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, in the background of every single one of these scenes, we see Vim stealing a new tray. <laughs> So the camera is like up in the air looking down on Cyrus giving his speech and then over in the corner Vim has a tray shoveling food into her mouth. Jarrell is having a very serious messaged conversation with Landon and Vim is in the background shoveling another tray of food <laughs> into her face and then we see uh, her pass behind the Arden dance circle with a different tray of food. Oh, correct. Yeah, the whole time. When they finally start passing, like, desserts for the night, she's, like, doing the thing where she makes eye contact with one of the servers and is like, oh, yeah, to me. I'll take the whole thing. <laughs> the surfer gives you an eyebrow, but then realizes that you still have another tray with you for some reason, and they just slowly hand over the dessert tray, squinting at you the whole time, but unwilling to challenge your request for the entire plate of desserts. And the whole time she's just like looking at these people and saying, I will not be sharing this with anyone. <laughs> Excellent. So the dance is going. The beats are dropping. The lights are going. The fog cloud have kind of dissipated through the entire square. Arden is very many cups in. Cyrus finally finds a group of people. The original ones that are like, Oh, you're fog machine, man. Yeah. And like two or three of that group of people are also in the birthday suit. And you have found your people at the dance, Cyrus. Yeah, cool crowd. <laughs> Vim, you are fairly certain that you have eaten every dessert and hors d'oeuvre here. <laughs> um, Jarrell, what were you wanting to be doing? Jarrell's going to dance if they get an opportunity. They are dancing away, joining different circles of dancers, and the band suddenly goes quiet, and everyone looks to the stage. Myrne is up there. And he's got the microphone. Is he standing on his actual feet, like, in a straight word way? <laughs> he is, no. There's a microphone in one hand... <laughs> A mug is in the other, and he is standing in as much as he stands still for a couple seconds, stumbles a few steps, stands still again, stumbles a few steps in a different direction, and he gets on the mic and says, Well, I'm having as good a time as anyone, but I said there was going to be a curfew, and I believe it is the curfew time, so I... Maybe like... Burp. I love this guy. <laughs> have to call it quits. Which means y'all have to call it quits. And there's like a pause. And someone in the crowd goes, Fuck no! Fuck you! Be nude, not rude! <laughs> Your people around you, Cyrus. They yell in an echo to you, 
be nude, not rude. And up on the stage, Myrna is... <laughs> what? Someone else in the crowd echoes. <laughs> be nude, not rude. Sing a song. <laughs> there, there will be no song song. Get out of the square. The party is over. The party never ends. <laughs> Cyrus cheers after he hears that uh, the party never ends. Myrna is still sputtering. You can't just say no. Like, I run this place. You can't just refuse. Everyone roll perception real quick. Can you, like, start a slow clap? <laughs> Can you roll for slow clap? No, I don't perceive shit. Oh my god, there's my nat 1 to follow the nat 20 earlier. I got a 6. I think at this point the naked crowd had dropped me, so I'm kind of like sneaking behind them, but still egging them on, and I, I rolled a, a 19. Vim is cramming the last of the orders in her mouth, and she gets a 2. I love that Vim is like no man left behinding the the order. It's like, <laughs> oh, this party might end. It's one way or another. I'd better take care of this. <laughs> Vim does not like wasting food. <laughs> By wasting, she also means other people eating the food. Okay. So Cyrus is the only one that sees this. You see an individual in the crowd with an empty bottle. Butterscotch. But they are in the wind-up pose, aiming directly towards Myrne. And they are about to chunk this thing. Uh, no one else around seems to be cognizant of this. I, I see this, and I don't think there's anything Cyrus can do to stop it. So instead... Do I see... Can I do a perception check in this moment to see if I see any of my friends? Yes. Uh, 17. You can spot them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, during this this brief second in which I see the wind-up, I grab my alchemy jug, which while I was body surfing, I held onto that thing. The, mm-hmm. the naughty nymph magazines, those are gone. <laughs> when, I, when I strip naked, that's gone. I'm, I'm sorry. But I grab my one possession and I just make a beeline towards um, the mouth stuffing bin. And I'm just like trying, like amidst the yells of the crowd, I'm trying to yell, Hey! Hey! Quit stuffing your face! Hello! Everyone else seeds out from the crowd this bottle come flying out of seemingly nowhere. The bottle hits Myrna in the shoulder. The crowd goes silent. In his drunken stupor, it is enough to knock him off balance, and he topples over. And we're just going to have him make a too-drunk constitution saving throw. So he hits the stage, doesn't immediately get up, but he's the microphone is like still close enough that you hear the like <laughs> groan. Several guards, Chicota included, rush onto the stage and sort of pick him up and 
start trying to pull him off. The crowd seems to collectively decide that because Myrna is out of the picture, the music can in fact continue and the band starts the music back up. Damn, quit stuffing your fat face. We, the shits are about to get real. Oh, um, and, uh, I what? smack the hors d'oeuvres out of your hand. Like the silver tray goes clattering, but her eyes kind of snap to where Cyrus is motioning, and she finally starts to recognize what is going on with the bottle and Myrna. Chakota leading the guards is attempting to get Mirne off the stage. You're far enough away and the microphone is uh, mercifully no longer in Mirne's hand. And so you can't actually hear what's being said, but by the gesticulating, you imagine that it's shouting. Does it seem like the crowd is still paying attention to them? Like do those guards seem like they're in any danger of like crowd retaliation? After that initial hit, the crowd seems satisfied. Roll perception real quick if you're keeping track of that. Eight. I think I got an idea. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Shit's happening. There's a mass of people in between us and Arden. And is Jarrell right next to them, or is Jarrell also scattered somewhere? No, I'm off, like, in the crowd okay. somewhere. Vim, hoist me on your shoulders. <laughs> I am I am naked, by the way. I mean, the situation seems okay. Uh, like, it doesn't seem like a riot's about to break out or dude, anything. Dude, we just fucking... The crowd knocked out the head of the guards. This is going to get bloody. We need to get the fuck out of no, here. No, she said that they're starting up the music again. We need to get the fuck out of here. Music. That- Music, music. Should we have like an out of character com- <laughs> conference here? We are, we accomplished our mission. We need to leave before. This New is- mission is party all night. Vim, hoist <laughs> me up. Uh, okay, uh, uh, okay, okay, oh, okay, that's. And she like thinks it's fine at first, and then realizes he's, he's naked, and then like is like, oh no. And then it's like, okay, fine, okay. This is kind of what I signed myself up for in being friends with Cyrus. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to, try to, try to get a coded message out to my friends across this party. And I'm going to okay. uh, scream out, <clears throat> The party never ends. Our journey never ends. Journey's end. And then <laughs> I hop down. and just get it. House party started at Journey's End. No, I left a coded message. These dumb dumbs don't know where to go. I just said the party never ends. Our journey never ends. Uh, you just like shouted out the name of the biggest, most popular inn in town. Well, maybe they won't put two and two together. <laughs> the uh, crowd that's around Arden looks over to you, and one of them says, "Wait, party at Journey's End." Oh, fuck. No. No, no! no. Arden <laughs> leans back and says, that's what it sounds like to me. He grabs a couple of his partiers and is going to go secure his bedroom at Journey's End. <laughs> so, <laughs> the first person leading the charge to Cyrus's dismay is Arden and his entourage. And then more and more, the crowd 
piles out of the square, band included, and moves on into Journey's End. Daryl's gonna try to find Vim in the ruckus. Shouldn't be hard. You got a naked Cyrus on top of him. <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah, I kind of filter through the crowd to find them. Um, they're a little short-staffed at Journey's End right now. I mean, I'm all for a house party. Don't get me wrong, but um, is now really the time to invite everyone over on their behalf? Get your head out of the clouds. When did I become the serious one? This is shit's hitting the fan. I didn't mean for everyone to go there. I was trying to send you a coded message. A coded, <laughs> a coded message about what? That we need to leave. And your message was to shout to everyone the name of the most popular bar in town? All right, hindsight being 2020, that was not a good plan. <laughs> but maybe there's a silver lining here. We don't know what was about to happen with the head of the guard being knocked out. What if Rowan came back? He might have started swinging swords. At least we're away from the scene of the crime. I don't know. I think he has quite a lot to deal with back at his own home. Um, by the way, I, I did uh, send Landon that way, so um, hopefully... Hopefully by morning, at least one aspect of that will be sorted out. Well, I saw Arden with a crowd of young women. Are we <laughs> are we retiring for the night? Is that the plan? Darrell looks so conflicted right now. At about this time, coming back up the main road from the south is Rowan and a couple of guards. Actually, yes, let's skedaddle. <laughs> Vim, put me down. We're too conspicuous. <laughs> no, it's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry I smacked your snacks down. You can put me down, please. No, it's fine. And Vim is, of course, holding a new silver tray that she stole. That's possible. <laughs> People have been stripping in the square, right? Yep. Jarell's gonna uh, grab, like, a, a random tunic off the ground or something and pass it over to Cyrus. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Rowan hasn't seen any of you yet. He's scowling deeply and, like, rubbing his temples with one hand and looks up, and at first you're concerned that he's looking directly at you, but you see that he's actually looking past you, and as everyone turns around, you see that Myrne has gotten into a fistfight with two or three other townspeople. Rowan makes a beeline over to that nonsense and spares the group of you three an uh, eyebrows furrowed glance, puts up a finger, opens his mouth like he's about to say something, but then there's another like. Poof, of a fist hitting something vital and he shakes his head and continues on to that scene to deal with it. There's a big label on that that says not my problem tonight, so. <laughs> <laughs> and look at this, Jarell. Everything worked out perfect. Aren't you glad that we're over here and not there? Oh, yes. <laughs> the camera ends on a shot of... <laughs> Yelchin as the doors to Journey's End are flung open. It's just a close-up of his face and his eyes are wide and his mouth drops open and you hear him say I figured something like this would happen. And a deep sigh as the clamor and the party spills inside to the common room. D4 on the floor, add drop.
So this show has uh, is done by a friend of Dan's and his group of friends, and you could definitely tell by the way their energy and enthusiasm around the table that they all just love role-playing with each other, and that is very delightful to hear in a podcast. But also, their world is probably, the world they play in, is probably one of the best, like, laid, not laid out, um, expansive, the details are all thought out, and if you are a world-building junkie, you will definitely appreciate all the work that the DM Mark has put into this world. Every rock seems to have a description that is relevant to what's going on. The characters are also a delight in their (laughs) interpersonal shenanigans, and all of the characters have a (laughs) distinct quirk. Not distinct quirk. That's not correct. They're very distinct from one another. And watching all of the characters learn to get along is like watching the most delightful train wreck. Especially, no spoilers, now later in the story they're getting into some mm, big stuff. The the quirks and unresolved issues between the characters are driving the story and it's pretty great. Just to echo some of Candace's rambles, um, I love, love, love the amount of work their DM throws into the world with high fantasy nuggets it seems like every town has a a wizard or a high paladin or an ancient artifact just waiting for the party to discover another cool thing this show does is they have mirrored their format kind of on how critical role does their show you know you're not getting a one hour episode you're getting two to three hours of content with every episode that's a huge undertaking for a podcast to do. I know sure as hell I couldn't edit that. So if you love long podcasts, if you love just copious amounts of fantasy, give D4 on the floor. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Give D4 on the floor a listen. In a realm controlled by the Church of Light, a group of young heroes discover the return of ancient evils. For reasons unknown, a pair of noble siblings, a criminal with a generous spirit, a paranoid outlander, and a soldier with a mysterious past, seem destined to hold back the pressing darkness. Join D4 on the floor on their epic adventures. A new episode of our actual play, tabletop role-playing campaign, is released every other Friday on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last but definitely not least, I need to give a shout-out to all the royalty-free music that I use. If you've noticed, I love to use sound effects, and I get a lot of them from freesounds.org and also zapsplat.com. As far as royalty-free music, I go to incomputech.com, purpleplanet.com, and freepd.com. License under Creative Commons, Attribution License 4.0.